The FOP president, John Catanzara, is urging his rank and file to ignore city mandates to report their vaccination status. He says he'll take the issue to court. So when he he has asked his rank and file officers, go ahead and report to work on Friday and uh, be sent home for not having reported your vaccine vaccine status. The mayor hasn't responded to that. Let's talk to our former superintendent, Gary McCarthy, who was cashiered by former Mayor Rahm Emanuel while he was on his way to this program for an interview several years ago. It's always great to catch up with Gary. Mr. McCarthy, how are you, sir? You know what? I'm okay. You know, I got vaccinated. <laughs> I feel okay. How's your family? Um, family's good. Family's good. Today is actually my son's fifth birthday, um, which is pretty crazy. You know, me yeah. being 62 and all, but uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, you only be 80 or so when he goes to college or graduates from college. You have that to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Why? And why I'm, are rank sure going to take care of me? Oh, I'm serious. Sure <laughs> why? Why are rank and file police officers resistant to the vaccination? If what I'm hearing is true. Well, you know what? I, I, I this is going to be a very interesting court case. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, my personal opinion is that, um, I mean, I got vaccinated as quickly as I could. I don't understand the whole uh, paranoia about about vaccinations and people talking about putting chips in their body and so on. I mean, come on, guys, take it easy. We're in a worldwide pandemic here, and anything we could do to save our lives is probably a good thing. And I, I think it's incredibly ironic that the FOP is resisting it when, you know, their past president just passed away from COVID. So I, I, I don't even know what to say about this one, except for the fact that sometimes we fight just to fight. Um, and, you know, this is the last thing that Chicago needs, period. That was my um, next question. Is Cat and Zara essentially doing his rank and file a disservice? This is kind of a political battle. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, think, I think so. And you know what? Listen. It's been 17 years at the top of the NYPD, uh, the Newark PD, and, and the Chicago PD. And I've worked with a lot of different people as far as unions are concerned. And some of them were combative. Some of them were cooperative. Some of them were professional. Some of them were juvenile. And, um, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get. And um, thinking back, it's it's pretty weird that, you know, I've been here 10 years and there's been at least four presidents of the FOP. So I'm not sure that they've had any consistent direction or, or leadership, if you will. And, um, you know, John's a guy who just likes to fight, I think. You know, I remember when I was superintendent and he'd come to meetings and scream with people and so on and so forth. And Gary McCarthy I, I is here. In general, do police officers, first responders, have a higher responsibility to get vaccinated simply because they are regularly interacting with members of the public? I mean, if you want to say responsibility, yeah, but their responsibility should be to their families. And and what's the best for them and their family? God forbid a police officer goes to the scene of something and brings COVID home to their family. I mean, that, that's what I'm thinking about. And, and I don't understand the resistance. I, you know, I get the whole thing about, you know, my choice and so on and so forth, but I mean, it's a worldwide pandemic. This is happening everywhere. The world has changed. And, you know, you don't have the right to endanger me. Let's put it that way. Right? So if somebody is not vaccinated, if somebody does not wear a mask, and, you know, my son, God big contracts COVID, I mean, I'm going to be 
shall we say, pretty annoyed. <laughs> I don't even know what the what the right uh, that's good you know, motive anger would be. Yeah. Um, you know, and and if there, and I'm talking about if if that hypothetical occurs, if if their negligence causes something to happen to my family, that's like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. You can't stand the fort if you don't help me defend the fort. Exactly right. Exactly. Gary McCarthy, so I, uh, I wanted to get your take uh, on a couple things. I, I perceive, this may be anecdotal, but uh, I perceive things were better when you were police superintendent. Just a quick comment on the current strategy of the mayor and the current superintendent, uh, Mr. Brown, to combat crime in Chicago. Oh, I don't, I don't actually see a strategy. They've, they've abandoned all the things. You know, I've, I've been asked to speak about crime a lot re recently because it's through the roof. And uh, quite frankly, when I look, they've abandoned all the strategies that we did. Um, they've, they've taken, one of the first things they did was I broke up the citywide jump out boy units who did the enforcement across the city. And I put them into districts and put them into beats and held them accountable for what was happening in the beat. And guess what? We were breaking 400 murders going the other way, going down, which were 1965 murder rates in the city of Chicago. And we're on the verge of hitting 800 right now. And, and what, what's happened under this administration is they've reformed those teams, but they're called community service teams. So they're out there doing lawn mowing, pumping gas, and, and shoveling snow for people under the guise of, quote-unquote, building trust. Well, you can't build trust until you first have legitimacy. And I don't, I'm, not sure that's, I'm not sure that's too deep, but it's, it's really simple in my mind. If the organization is not legitimate, if it's a political organization, which it happens to be right now, if, it's, if policies are being driven by politics, it's not a legitimate organization. You can never build trust. So I, it's, it's like we're taking the wrong medicines for what ails us. When you have a 13-year-old out at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday carrying a gun as a shorty for, for, for a, uh, an adult gangbanger and an officer gets into a shooting and unfortunately kills him, we don't look at how we can prevent that from happening again. What is, what is that 13-year-old doing on the street on a Tuesday at 2 o'clock in the morning with a gangbanger? What we say is, let's have a foot pursuit policy. We're taking the wrong medicine for what ails us. And if politics is driving policy, we are continually going to fail. Gary McCarthy, uh, Dean Angelo spent 37 years on the police force. He was the FOP president, I think, for three or four years. Your thoughts on his passing? I was saddened to hear that. I knew he was sick. I knew he had COVID. But I was still shocked and saddened to see that he uh, passed away. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I found Dean to be a professional. And, and not all these guys are professionals, quite frankly. They like to get in your face and argue with you. And it's like... <laughs> You know, you're wasting your time, man. That doesn't impress me. Dean, on the other hand, was able to um, work with him, was able to work with us and figure out how to make things work uh, rather than just going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And, um, you know, it's I'm, I'm sorry for his family. Um, and it's also really ironic that, you know, the FOP right now is in this position talking about vaccinations when the past president just died. It doesn't make sense to me. 
So the world doesn't make sense to me right now, but that's where I am. Gary, uh, congratulations on your son's fifth uh, birthday. Are you still able to throw the football with him, or are the knees shot at this point? Oh, no, no, no. I pitch to him every day. I pitch to him every day, and I can't get a fastball by him inside. The kid's a a stud, and I'm hopeful that he's going to stay that way. Let's put it that way. Does he by chance throw lefty? You know what? He doesn't throw lefty, but I just turned him around and made him start hitting uh, left-handed also, and he resisted it. And uh, all of a sudden last week at his T-ball game, he said, Dad, Dad, I want to swing around and, and hit lefty. And he had two line drives lefty. So I- I'm really encouraged by this, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of my time taking care of this kid. I believe uh, Robin Ventura's dad did the same thing many years ago. <laughs> it sounds right. Okay, Gary. He had a sweet swing. Yes, he did. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, continued success in your uh, your endeavors in the private sector, and we appreciate you jumping on with us. Always a pleasure, John. Thanks. Take care. Gary McCarthy here on WL.